Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, off the top of this hour, uh, an interesting story about what independent authors uh, go through in dealing with Amazon and why the public should care. Uh, certainly when it comes to, to buying and selling books, whether you're a consumer or a writer of literature, Amazon is big, right? I, I think we all know that. And uh, Amazon does have a system set up where independent authors can get their works listed for sale on Amazon. Uh, that way, the author is able to sell the books and Amazon gets a cut. Uh, but an interesting blog post we came across just recently from a, a local author here in Calgary uh, about just how powerful Amazon is and how arbitrary they can be. Uh, so I wanted to explore that in a little more detail. Joining us on the line is a local author, Adam Dries. He's a self-published a young adult Calgary author. You can read more at his website, adamdrees.com. That's D-R-E-E-C-E. Adam, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, I, you know, I've never written a book, so I, I don't know much about uh, selling that book or getting it listed for sale anywhere. But uh, for you and what you do, how, how important is Amazon? Amazon's 95% roughly of the electronic book market. And so, you know, if you're not there, most people won't see you. As wonderful as um, other platforms are, and Kobo is particularly strong here in Canada, if you're not there, you're nowhere. All right. Well, I mean, we still have brick-and-mortar bookstores, obviously. You can go to the mall and yeah. go to, uh, well, I guess it's be Chapters or Indigo or some variation of that. So uh, how how difficult is that, getting a, a book published and, and put on shelves in stores? Well, you know, overall, I mean, um, folks like myself who are both the author and the publisher and trying to hit or exceed the, uh, the standards of traditional publishing, it's a lot of work. You know, you get the professional uh, editor, you do the professional cover, um, and then you realize that the easy part was the, uh, the writing. It's all the marketing and the push and getting people to be aware of your book. Um, and uh, companies like uh, Indigo uh, slash Chapters have consignment programs for you getting started out, and they're wonderful for bootstrapping yourself. Um, and it's one of the reasons why my books are available pretty much every single Chapters and in Indigo location in Calgary. Now, um, when it comes to the electronic side, you know, having your e-books available, um, Amazon makes it easy for you to sign up, and they've got this special program. You're talking about Netflix a minute ago. They've got this fixed monthly fee program for a reader, where then you can get access to any books that ha are exclusive to Amazon. And in December, I decided that I was going to take my Yellow Hoods series, uh, which is my young adult series, and I was going to make it exclusive on Amazon. And the way that Amazon pays you when you're in that program, I mean, people can still go and buy your book. Um, but if they're subscribed to this special program, you get paid per page read, right? So it's okay. kind of weird. It's like if you only eat half the chocolate bar, you only pay for half the chocolate bar. <laughs> right. But that's a whole different story. Uh, and they pay about half a cent a page, which is not very much, but 
we'll leave that aside. And what happened in my case is around the 9th of December, I put the Yellow Hoods books uh, exclusively on Amazon, and um, I tried a new promotion a couple of days later, and I saw this weird kind of spike in terms of my uh, the number of page reads. And being the Boy Scout that I am, I emailed them, and I said, hey, listen, I don't have any experience in this, but this just looks weird to me, like 25,000, zero, 10,000. And they came back to me and said, no, don't worry about it. You know, this kind of thing is perfectly normal. We've checked it out. And I actually asked them to double check because it just seemed weird to me. And I was kind of patted on the head and thanks for being so honest and kind of moved along my way. And then my main promos and everything kicked in and I started to build up some momentum. It kind of got weird in the middle right around uh, Christmas where they started asking me for proof of copyright of each one of my books. Um, but I got the certificates out and I sent them to them and I got that all resolved. You know, it's never fun to get an alert telling you, you if you do not provide this information within four days, your books are going to be blown away. But then last Thursday at 11 o'clock at night, I'm just about to go to sleep and I get an email that starts off. And let me just read you the first couple of words because this doesn't kind of, kind of sound like the kind of thing that's telling you all of your books have just been blown away, which is, hello, we're reaching out because we've detected, and then it goes on to say they've detected something they call systematic generated accounts. Now, the best that I can understand this is that they detected that some bots had done some reads of my book. And the email goes on to tell me that they immediately have blown away my account. All my ebooks are no longer available on Amazon. And if I have any questions, here's an email address. Well, I sprang out of bed, I emailed them, I sent the, that whole email thread about the weirdness I detected. But I don't even know if it was that or anything else. And what I've discovered online is there was a whole number of other authors. And what seems to be happening is scammers who write fake books, and then they use bots to read those books to get uh, Amazon to pay them, right. are also targeting those bots at other people's books to make their bots look like legitimate readers. Okay, right. And it's the weird thing of... The best analogy I can do for people is imagine you get one of those classic Nigerian prince kind of spam emails, mm -hmm. and then you are the one who the police go to look at because you received that email. And they, they come in, and they take your computer and everything, and they don't even tell you, right? That's kind of how it felt. So I emailed them immediately. I got nothing. I emailed them the next day. I got nothing. The next day I get an email that says, oh, you know, they're going to require some time to investigate the matter. I guess you can blow everything away really quickly, but you wanted time to think about it. Um, and then yesterday, I ended up discovering other authors who've been exactly in this situation, who all got hit last Thursday like I did, um, who, like me, have no evidence or information provided, um, and we're all kind of scrambling. And that's what motivated me to write that blog post and uh, start getting things going on social media, because it had already been several days. Um, and um, then today we kind of stepped it up. I, I did a short video that I posted on YouTube because this can happen to anybody who goes into that exclusive program. And it shows the unbelievable power that Amazon has, particularly in the, in the e-book space, right? They, they want you to be part of this special program. You go into this program, somebody, and this is the 21st century weaponization of bots. I don't like your books. I'm jealous of your books. I go get, you know, I pay somebody unscrupulous to just read 
some pages of your books. And then Amazon will detect that, and then Amazon can nuke your account. Well, and then, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously, Amazon benefits from having authors be a part of this. So there's some Absolutely. content that people are coming to get. One can understand why Amazon would be concerned about people manipulating the system. Absolutely. Uh, your concern here is how they're dealing with people who themselves may, in fact, be victims. So this is a private company. I guess you're, you're playing by their rules, but uh, it is a behemoth, right? It's not as though you say, well, I'll, I'm going to take you guys to court. That would be quite something. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, I think it's pretty clear when, you, when you're dealing with a large entity like this, right, the first thing is silence in terms of comments for, for the media, right? If we're just quiet and we don't say anything, eventually this person is going to get tired because, you know, they're a flea and we're Goliath in a little way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you dare to try to do anything legal, it comes down to can you finance justice, Right. Um, and I've seen plenty of examples over the past several years in all kinds of different fields where those large companies, it doesn't matter about right or wrong, you don't have a chance. The only place where you can try to get any support is in the social media sphere. And I, I believe deep down, and I, I said this in my blog post, in my video, I don't believe that Amazon is an evil company by any stretch. I think this is some bad simplistic policy that just gets done heavy-handedly, um, and they, 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 they've got to stop. They've got to stop. I mean, I'm, I'm a small fry, but if this can happen to me, and I had uh, seven books up on Amazon, five of which were in this program, all of which were blown away, um, then it can happen to a small press or even a medium press, right, who has maybe 25 titles. Why? Because the same thing can happen. Um, and... You know, it's about thinking they've got an asset in having all these little writers who are producing content, who they get a cut of, like you said earlier, who make their their subscription program even more valuable because that's pretty much where a lot of the the indie voices will go because the the big publishers won't. Um, But at the end of the day, there's got to be counterbalance you can't it can't be judge executioner forget about trial forget about evidence forget about having a chance to fight back why do you think this this should matter to to consumers and people who who read ebooks and who do business with amazon i think it matters because you know we all have a certain amount of uh faith or belief that if you've got a story, if you've got something to be able to put out there, you can start as the small business person and kind of grow. You can, you can have that startup as opposed to just getting annihilated. Um, you know, from a reading point of view, we've got all kind of amazing Canadian talent. I mean, especially here in Calgary, and it is a wonderful community. All these other little authors who have got stories that maybe traditional, traditional publishers aren't even thinking about as being viable, going and building an amazing audience, getting that out there. And it's, you know, this is what is going to give us that Canadian um, J.K. Rowling, Stephen King, those names that have, you know, planet-wide recognition. It's most likely going to come from an indie voice. But if all of that gets squelched, if if they've got to kind of live in fear in corners um, because their books just get blown away for things they didn't do, um then it makes us overall poorer for it. It means the only things that you're going to get are the things from the massive publishers. And I've run into so many readers who are looking for things that are different. And they're there. We just got to be able to see them. And if a company's being heavy-handed about it, 
we don't get to see those. Right. That's a good point. So in the meantime, Adam, I guess you're, you're in a holding pattern because uh, Amazon, as far as you've last heard, they're still, quote-unquote, looking into this. Yeah, I got an email yesterday about 3 o'clock um, where their, uh, one of their social media accounts said, oh, well, they're going to get involved, and now it'll be up to another five days. Um, you know, I know from a software point of view, they haven't actually deleted, or I've got to believe, they haven't actually deleted the data. They've just disabled it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't take, you know, two weeks to do something like this. You know, they want to make sure I'm a legitimate author. They already have the copyright certificates. If I was a scammer, I wouldn't go through the effort, not just doing it for Library and Archives Canada, but the Library of Congress in the U.S. as well. I've got actual readers. I have actual reviews that have trickled in over time. Um, and I've got, you know, hundreds of people, if not thousands now, who've been telling them on social media, hey, this guy's for real. Um, my books are available on Kobo. Um, but, you know, Amazon is an important part of, of the ecosystem. And I'm hoping that I'll hear back from them before the end of the week that everything's restored. All right. Well, all the best with this, Adam. Thanks for taking some time to chat with us here today. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. There you go. That's uh, Adam Dries. He's a uh, self-published author based here in Calgary. Uh, again, his uh, own website is Adam Dries. That's D-R-E-E-C-E. Uh, AdamDries.com. You read more about uh, his work and, and more about this, this whole situation with Amazon. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. We are back with more right after this. All right, so there's that to talk about. we got some other news to get to. Why don't we go back to the phones? I want to say good afternoon here to Neil. Neil, hi there. Hi, how are you? Real good, thanks. Um, you were chatting with Adam Dries earlier, who's actually someone I know. Is that right? No kidding, yeah. uh, But uh, I am an uh, author as well, and I deal on Amazon, but I just put my books on there, and I'm not having the problems he's having with that. But um, well, are you Now, I didn't even know Amazon had this program where you basically subscribe, and then the author gets paid via page turn or page view. Are you part of that? I am not. Okay. But I... But, I deal with Amazon. I have an online store for a hardware store that I run. Oh, is that right? And uh, I have had experiences with Amazon that are so similar to what Adam's going through that uh, I just thought, (laughs) to tie it back to even the police officer that you're discussing, (laughs) um, what you're dealing with that because you want people to know what's going on with their police officer. Well, I think people should have a... More of a maybe of an insight of what's going on with Amazon. So, <laughs> well, so what, what's your your sense of what's going on with Amazon, or what well, the problem they, is they, with Amazon? The problem with Amazon is, uh, <laughs> well, I like to phrase it is they have the Al Capone business model. Um, they're really good to their customers, and they make a lot of money. But if you happen to be a supplier, well, they don't really care about you, and they will take what they can when they can without reason and without asking. Uh, They asked me to put my hardware company on Amazon USA because I sell unique bits of stuff and I have them custom made all over the world. And they go, uh, oh, you've got some great stuff. We'd love to have you on Amazon. Please come over. So, okay, well, I've got my own e-com store, but I'll put put my stuff on Amazon. Sure. That's good. I got on there and went, well, great. And, you know, it's expensive, but okay. And then about a year later, I, I, I get this little pop-up on my Amazon seller page. Uh, oh, you should list these products because this other seller is doing really well with them. And, and lo and behold, 
They're my products that I have custom made. They're trying to take the products that I haven't custom made and sell them to other, get other Amazon sellers to offer them for cheaper. <laughs> so they're trying to steal my business and give it away to other sellers. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Um, then a little while, another year, we get through that, and they, I don't know if they stopped. I don't get the notices anymore, so they may still be doing that. But another year or so later goes by, and all of a sudden, um, they're pulling uh, cash. I think the total was five to $7,000 out of my bank account. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going, what's going on here? Well, I sell hinges and hardware and hasps and hardware and screws. They had a little policy change that they just implemented without any notification. So all of a sudden, if you sell an item that's worth five cents, like a little tiny wood screw, uh, it costs you, they've now put a new policy in. Instead of a dollar per order on Amazon, you pay a dollar per item. So if I sell a bag of 100 100 screws, let's say for $3.50, my cost to sell that is $100 plus their 14% fee. Now, they didn't tell me they were going to do that. They didn't tell anyone they were going to do that. And then I spent, so I had to re- rejig my products, rechange all my listings. The money I lost, I think it totaled to be seven, somewhere between seven and 12000 It was a while ago. I don't remember. They will not discuss it with me. I have been through every level of communication at Amazon. They don't return the phone call. They won't return the email. They, they'll phone up and say, oh, we've got a new policy for our sellers. So I'll say, okay, well, can we deal with this one? Here's the number, uh, case number. Can we deal with this one first, and then I can look at your new policy or your new program to help me sell more? No, they don't talk. They don't come back. They don't talk to you. They have taken their money. They want nothing further to do with you. And even uh, <laughs> and they keep doing it. I just got uh, my store was somewhat like Adam's. My store was suspended just, uh, just before Christmas or just after Christmas. Uh, for I had a late shipping rate. And so I investigated because we didn't have any late shipments. And then it turned out that on two days, we hadn't shipped anything late, but we had recorded the shipments the day afterwards. We recorded them on the correct date, the day they shipped, or to, like the shipping day was the day they shipped on. But because we didn't submit that till the next day, those are considered late shipments. I'm sorry, your store has been taken offline because of too many late shipments. And it's like, there's no logic, there's no intelligence. Amazon is operating strictly on a model of how much can we take and make ourselves look good in the eyes of our customers, and they will take from anyone in the middle. And yeah, I, it's I'm, crazy. I'm sorry, it's authors, it's um, wholesalers, it's retailers. I just think people should know when you're buying from Amazon, this is the person, this is the company you're dealing with. They are not nice okay neil thanks for sharing that appreciate it well yeah it's interesting i mean um you know there's a lot of benefit to being able to sell through amazon i think they come at it as look it's our house our rules uh take it or leave it uh, and so it puts uh, a lot of people independent publishers and, and others like your guest earlier and like uh, like the caller puts them in a real tough spot all right, we're going to break for the bottom of the hour. When we come back, as mentioned, uh, this idea of a Netflix tax uh, that we've heard before, uh, maybe back on the table. Sounds like they're examining the issue uh, in Ottawa. So what would that mean? And is there a legal case to be made for Canadians paying tax on subscription services like Netflix? Because I know there are some who say, hey, it's a not a level playing field because the equivalent of Netflix in Canada, uh, that there is tax. There is tax that Canadians need to pay. 
So we'll talk about that. Michael Geist will join us. He is Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law at the University of Ottawa. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.